This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number two. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are Will. Hello. And Scott. Hello. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting the worlds of Eternia and Etheria. So every week we review an episode of He-Man or She-Ra and discuss everything from the script and voice acting to Eternia fashions and the logistics of Skeletor's plans. Today, we're reviewing Season 1, Episode 1, Into Etheria of She-Ra. It originally aired on September 9th, 1985. In this episode, our synopsis says, The Sorceress sends Prince Adam to the world of Etheria, where he is to find someone there and give them a very special sword. This episode features a different opening sequence due to the fact of She-Ra's identity still unknown at this point in the storyline. So, let's talk about what happens in this episode. So the sorceress is having a bad dream in her fabulous, fabulous bedroom. I also made a note of how fabulous her her bed was. She has a golden bed. Um, Scott, did you see her bed? Did you figure out what it was actually made of or what it was carved into? Because I don't know if I really got that. At the beginning of the episode, uh, I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. I, 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 I did notice it was a nice bedroom, but I just assumed that she was just. We just. I mean, she's a sorceress, right? She can just just make that stuff, or I as guess long she as she's did. in Castle Grayskull, that's I guess where her she power did just is. Make it, yeah. Yeah. We just. It read as fabulous, though. It did, and it it sort of resembled a horn of plenty meets like one of those like fountains in Las Vegas where a fish shoots water out of the mouth. I totally missed all of that. Speaking of how famous her bedroom, I noticed immediately that the production value of She-Ra was 10 times better than uh, the first He-Man episode. It just looked tons better, just in general, I think. Can it be? After so long. So, when she's, she's having a bad dream, she wakes up, and then uh, a mat... Where did that magic sword comes from? I mean, it's the magic sword we know is going to be She-Ra's magic sword, but it just falls from the ceiling. What did it have it to do with her dream? So, <laughs> sorry, I was, I, I'm just saying uh, the, 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 the dream, though, in general. Like, yeah. is, that, is, that, is that Hordak when he's young? Is that, is that, is that, is that what we're imagining? Like, I think like, so. Like so. a henchman? I think so. A young, like, a young and sassy Hordak. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you're like he's, his body changed. Like, what does, does he, you know, like, I mean... We, yes, we can talk about. We can address that later. Whatever, right? But. No, I'm I'm skipping. Great. I, I forgot. So we got to see her dream, and so we saw Hordak in like horde armor. Yeah. Is showing up, and he's got the little baby with him, and he's and he's like, "You may have bested us, but I've got this," and he leaves or or whatever. So it yeah. looks like the horde was attacking Castle Grayskull, but they got thwarted, and he took a Castle Grayskull baby with him. <laughs> they had babies just lying around, mm-hmm. apparently. She's like, couldn't yeah. you take Adam? He's much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, he, he really got the, the good deal there. He, he wound up with Adora. So, so this, this sword uh, appears when she wakes up, though. What, what connection did the sword have to her dream? Was she just thinking about it extra hard so it showed up, or it was just 
she had the dream because it was an auspicious day that the sword would arrive or see now i don't remember i th i don't i think it did just float down from the ceiling yeah. we could just say that yeah there was just some shira stuff happening in the universe and the sword came to her i guess and then and a doorway appeared at the same time right Right. A magical doorway. Okay, this is what you're talking about, about the Zen in the universe. Here's Ex some stuff that just is. Exactly. You know, we don't we don't have to ask a lot of questions. Like, Shut up and don't ask any questions. You know, like, why did the door appear? It just did. Okay. okay? It's just there. And so when a door appears, we must go into it, for that is the eternal curiosity of mankind. Well, she, as she says, it's very important that somebody goes in there and the fate of the universe... Uh, relies upon somebody going in there. So obviously, we're going to send Adam's dumb ass in there. <laughs> and she, and she, she makes a definite point to say that she can't go because she's chained to All my Grayskull. powers are here in yeah, Castle Grayskull. I, I won't be able to do anything there. I, right. I can't just go find somebody. Oh, I forget. I also forgot the sorceress is one of the people who does know Adam's secret that he can turn into He-Man. Right? Right. That's what he explains in the thing. So that makes me wonder, why is Prince Adam acting like Prince Adam in front of her? Why Ever? Didn't he, yeah. Why didn't he just act like He-Man? It's just the two of them in her bedroom. Why didn't he just act like He-Man? Or does this get back to the issue? Is he really like that as Prince Adam? And he's not putting on like like, like he doesn't know he's He-Man? Or like <laughs> until he's He-Man? Like he's like, it's like, I'm Prince Adam and I can't help that I really am like this until I'm He-Man. He's not just an act. It's not a Bruce Wayne uh, secret identity. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming there's some, some pain in the transformation between Prince Adam and He-Man. Okay. Much like when, you know, you're a werewolf and you turn, like, you know, there's some okay. like we, we, we were talking about Cringer at the last episode. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe He-Man uh, or Prince Adam has the same pain. Okay. So we think they are two different people. I, I, I think so. Okay. That makes me feel a lot better because I was wondering why he even needs a secret identity. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says it's secret. Yeah, yeah. Why is it secret? Who cares? Well, you know, we, we, we enter with uh, uh, Prince Adam working on uh, spiced bread. Oh, I forgot about that. Which, again, I'm, I'm not belittling anyone for, you know, domestic pursuits or yeah. the cul culinary pursuits. That's wonderful. But, you know, it is kind of different from, from what He-Man probably does. But He-Man has... No, I mean, Prince Adam has no worries is what this is showing us. He's just around all day baking, trying to get them 6,200 6, calories that he needs to keep up his physique all the time. <laughs> right. It's very, like, protein-dense, like flax yeah. bread. Yeah, there's yeah. at least 10 <laughs> eggs in it, you know. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Cringer, maybe by this point, uh, since this is a few years after the He-Man first aired has Cringer's voice changed or is it the same guy I know his voice is a little different well oh I, I I made a note when I was watching this uh my note said Cringer getting real old real fast yeah. so I think they just dialed it up a lot you know it's just like Alan what you doing is great with the Cringer just 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 ramp it up 10 notches oh, I hope it's finished <laughs> Make him sound so annoying you want to punch him in the face. And then that'll be the kids' favorite because kids like stupid crap, right? <laughs> and then, like, smokes the cigar. Like, whoever this man is, I don't know. But you could, yeah, some, for some reason, you're a kid, your TV screen smells like smoke when the episode <laughs> comes on because all the animators are just like ashtray, ashtray the whole time. 
It was like, it was like, are those? Uh, that, uh, look at that! Uh, look at that! Uh, ashen sky over Hordax Volcano. I was like, oh yeah, that's intentional. That's intentional. That's supposed to be there on the animation <laughs> cell. Everything's real dark brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, uh, also this uh, uh, celestial aurora. Uh, that's a that's a great design. Uh, that's definitely not a coffee ring on the animation <laughs> cell. I definitely didn't do that. Ozzy, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're talking about why he's baking bread and the sorcerer, and he's like, all of a sudden he's like. It, you know, he has the, the, the telepathy with her, and it's like, does, does does she interrupt him throughout his day, usually? Tell him or, to do chores? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, he's going to the bathroom, or like, you know, whatever. Like, so, so, some some uh, inopportune time, <laughs> Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, she's in his head. She, she's like, Prince Adam, I told you not to answer my call when you're in the bathroom. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, right. How much of his existence does she see? And is she horrified constantly? <laughs> I mean, he's probably not doing a lot that's that big a deal. He's probably just napping and working out and cooking all the time. <laughs> She's like, God damn, he's working, cooking out again. <laughs> working she, out again. She doesn't, she, yeah, she's, she's not really impressed. Well, ready for an adventure, Cringe? adventure? I haven't even had lunch yet. So, uh, yeah, so as, as we have discussed, then Sorceress tells uh, Prince Adam that he must go and find the person um, who matches this sword, and he will know who it is, because the sword has, like, Bluetooth, I don't know, and it will, you know, let him know. Yeah, he doesn't um, seem too worried about how to find who this belongs really to. He really doesn't. He is not a planner, our <laughs> Prince Adam. He is not. He's just like, come on, Crencher, it'll be swell. He's, you know? She's like, it's, you're going through this other world. And, he's, and, he, and his response should be, okay, so you're telling me I'm looking for literally someone in another world entirely. Like, yeah. And he's like, sounds good. He didn't even bring any snacks along. They had to find a tavern to eat, like literally the second they got there. You know, he didn't have like a he didn't have a canteen. He didn't. He did, he wasn't planning ahead. Yeah. Okay. So well, he, well, Prince Adam planned ahead. He he already had his, his protein shake or whatever. He, <laughs> right. You know, I cringer's like now I'm hungry. You know, I forgot to eat. And then Prince Adam's like, you know, what? what's your deal, man? Like, you know, why, why, why didn't you eat before we came? You knew that we were going into the well, door. That's true. And then he talked about it incessantly. Oh, I incessantly. forgot about that. That both of them are always looking for stuff to eat. Like, was this the same people who did Scooby-Doo? We really should look that up. Look that up. Because they've always got, like, they've always slackers looking for munchies. That's basically what Prince Adam and Cringer are like. They're basically like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. They mm, really are. That's, that's true, yeah. So I, I can to, see very, very similar. So we get... To see Etheria for the first time, how would you describe what Etheria looks like? Um, like if I dropped into the Wizard of Oz um, or something like that, like yeah. a, you know, you just very all over the place. Uh, very uh... there's a lot of rich colors and stuff. It looks like the negative zone of something. It reminds me of like when you go into little doors in Mario 2 or something, it's just the colors are like the negatives of stuff to me. It just looks sort of weird. Lots of... It looks a lot like Candyland. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's it's better. It's we'll it's just it's go with the Candyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's, you go. That's a better one. I was, that's what Scott I was... and I were off. Well, you know, obviously they, you know, it was, uh, my girl brain was attuned to it, yeah. obviously. So the candy colors were we just really... We should talk really... less. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, Etheria, um, another... Uh, 
interesting thing that you notice right off the bat about Etheria is that there are uh, humans who live there. Yes, and I there, noticed this. There is something at stake in Etheria, and that is that there are some presumably innocent villagers living their little villager lives, you know, fetching their water and growing their crops and dancing around the maypole or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you do as a villager. These are all excellent villager activities. And um, there is something at stake, and that is that Hordak... Um, and his evil dudes, you know, are constantly wanting to enslave them, which is not good. Yeah, they did a really good job where He-Man didn't, Scott, you'll be happy with this, of setting <laughs> up the world and the stakes. This is a this is a real introduction that you were wanting from He-Man. They really are putting in the time to do this for you for She-Ra. Oh, yeah, I, I, def, I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> a, and and uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll appreciate the second episode where they kind of tie it all together mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, but But, of course, at this point... Whatever we're learning about uh, the world is not from Prince Adam interrogating or finding out anything. He's still just looking around for some snacks. He literally walks in and says, there's a village over there. Let's go to it. And that's pretty much how we get there. Yes, only he could be entrusted with this important mission. And then when he gets to the the tavern in the bar, I was talking about how much, how much better She-Ra looks than the He-Man show. Even He-Man likes her show better. You know, like As soon as they <laughs> sit down, he's like, or Cringer's like, we should never leave. And Prince Adam's <laughs> like, fine with me. Because I was like, yeah, her show is better, I think. Yeah, she, they, were, they were very happy to be there. Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, we, we know that there is Hordak in his evil horde easy to remember, wanting to enslave villagers, and at the same time, there is a burgeoning rebellion in place, which is good. And um, right away, we have Prince Adam and Cringer having a little run-in with the Horde while they're at the tavern, eating uh, fish, in Cringer's case, and then what looked like a turkey leg on a, on a platter... <laughs> For Prince Adam. Good medieval-looking stuff. He's had a lot of protein already today. We discussed with his special spiced flax bread or, you know, what have you. So, but... so let's, let's think about it. What, how many calories is he up to yet? So he's had... Well, how much of that bread did he eat? Like, if it's like a pan of banana bread, then that's like 2,000 calories Okay, right so here. he's had 2,000. And then he eats a giant boar leg. Well, that's probably 4,000. He's up to like 120 grams of protein. <laughs> He's still got some more to go. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, uh, that's just a, that was just a snack. It was lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe okay. lunch. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> he probably hadn't even got his, his pump in yet. Well, here we are, Cringe. Hey, nice place, huh? It'd be nicer if there was some food around. I'm starving. Yeah, there's so, a uh... We get to see a little bit of the rebellion, though, right? There's the, the mustachioed guy. His name is Bo. His name is Bo, and he's got a very sexy Errol Flynn, you know, mustache yeah. kind of thing That's going the way on. That's you describe it. Yeah, that that was it's clearly what they were all thinking, and the animators were like, I worked with Errol Flynn. Like, you know, like, you know, like we're all imagining them to be this man. And uh, something I really appreciated about this scene was that it was there, there, there were elements of an old western saloon scene mm -hmm. when the hordesmen walk in and, uh, you know, they're generally wreaking havoc and they're just being bad. And, of course, one thing they do is stomping, come stomping in and then they demand for the uh, loot player to play a particular tune, just like, like you know, the saloon piano player in an old-timey western and uh, um, when he doesn't play to their satisfaction, of course, they destroy his loot. And then, do they enslave him? What happens no, with no, all no. that? No, no, so, so he, he calls him a miserable wretch. 
and then and then they and then they try to attack him, and then they say you're going to be a slave. But then he they, they he's like down on his knees and said, I didn't mean anything about it uh, about that. And you're like, well. Why did you, like, you call him a miserable you, rat? Why, like, why'd you like, say oh, it? I mean, like, that's... This loop makes me say crazy things. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. It's enchanted. Like, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He did He did an awfully quick uh, quick about face there, that villager. Yeah, good point about the saloon thing. I, I guess I, I guess I, back in my mind, I, I, yeah, I guess I didn't put it together. That makes a lot of sense. What, what was funny to me was... First, first of all, the horde, are they robots or they just got some really cool armor? Their eyes light up when they talk. Partly metal, partly real. Yeah. Are know. they cyborgs? I don't know. I think, are they, I th- I, I th- they have names. One of them called another one by a name. Yeah. I, Maybe I, it's just awesome armor. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'll go with armor for right now. Well, I wondered what kind of song they wanted to hear from him. <laughs> That was my point because I because I like when I pick it and pictured they would they wanted any like um, calm tones from him. I, I I thought they I thought they would want a real abrasive tune. Yeah, they just want to hear Mr. Roboto. Yeah, or something upbeat that a, that a drunk would like to hear. It's a good question. Like in a, like in a saloon, something a piano would play. <laughs> right. Uh, did, did 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 we also address when when they threw the guys out of their chairs? It made it made. Uh, what we refer to as Scooby Doo noises. Yeah, Scooby Doo skedaddled noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Scooby Doo skedaddled. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, right, and they just flew out yeah. the door. That's how you know that it's not too serious. That's yeah, how yeah. You know they, they, they were just hurt. joking around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're talking about enslaving villagers, but it will be okay. Yeah, the stakes got really real. I mean, that's some pretty adult stuff for kids to yeah. be taking in. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I, I, the intervention here, um, Prince Adam has to get involved. And uh, so he makes uh, an enemy of the Horde. Like, oh. that is, that's what happens here. And good on Prince Adam. He was kind of stepping up without being He-Man r- yet, right? It's true. He was showing some character. Well, he just had a tremendous amount of protein, so he probably <laughs> thought he had some, like, muscle power. He didn't power. need to get his pump on because <laughs> yeah. he just, just had to fight some guys. Yeah. He was just there. Yeah, it's like the scouts is ab day. Like I don't, I don't know what he thought, but um, that's all good so far. Yeah, and did did, did any of you notice when when Cringer talked and the and the the, the barman um said, oh your cat can talk? Like it wasn't like he just <laughs> he just kept going. And then Cringer was talking out of the side of his mouth for some reason. Like yeah. he was like talking like this. That's you're like why why like I thought. Did, did he think he was trying to throw his voice? Yes, that's what I thought. I thought that is hilarious. I thought Cringer knew that he was gonna think it's weird. The cat was talking. He's like, well, I'll just do this, and he'll think somebody wants to give this cat some fish. That's but, what I thought. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but. But after after the guy acknowledges it, he still does it. So you're like, why, why is he doing I that? think that was the animator wanting to go home again. Uh. <laughs> they tell me he talks out of his regular mouth. Then they tell me he wants to talk out the side of his mouth. Pick one or the other. I'm going home at five. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got to get home. And there's a coffee ring in the tavern. Okay? Your animal, he speaks. Well, doesn't everybody? <laughs> A cigar sprinkle over the hearth. It'll look like ashes. There we go. 
Yeah, so uh, then we uh, uh, travel here uh, with Bo, our new helpful companion and uh, member of the uh, Great Rebellion against the Horde. Do they call it the Great Rebellion? They, they do. The great... they, they call it the Rebellion, and they, and they also call it the Great Rebellion. Okay. Like, I've, I've heard it a couple of different ways. Okay. I don't know. I think it's, well, they, they do say in this episode that the Rebellion is, as of yet, small. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the, the, Re the Rebellion uh, has a headquarters in the Whispering Wood. And uh, that is where we now travel to. Um, but before that, we get a brief uh, uh, interlude with uh, Hordak and his evil toys that you can buy, all of them. <laughs> And I gotta say, right here is where I started to get confused because there were so many new characters thrown at me slash toys I can buy um, as a child that I just, I had to make notes about which one was which. Um, yeah, whereas in He-Man, they just gave us Beast-Man because they thought as much as we could handle. Yeah, Beast With Hordak, they're like, push those toys. Yeah, there, so there were just, it was just... Uh, you know, a, an entire crew. They were all there, and we had to learn about all of them, and we did over the course of the episode. It was very special. But, uh, you know, we had Shadow Weaver. She was there. Who that, is awesome. Well, she is awesome, but then also confusing because she just essentially looks like a Lady Orko. Now, is that a thing? Oh, I guess that's why I like her. I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't think so. Are they related in I any way? I don't think so. So this is the animator being like, look, I do robes in maroon. They're always going to be maroon. Don't worry about it. I think it. it's just the fashions that they they chose. I think they're completely different entities, different do, species. Do robes always, do wizard robes have to be maroon in this world? I don't world? know. They must signify something. Magenta. Uh-huh. All right. So, and we also have uh, Catra, who, by the way, is a dead ringer for Stormer from the Misfits in terms of hairdo and 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 face design, mm -hmm. uh, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. And of course she meows before she talks. I was thinking, as soon as she did, I was like, of course, of course she says meow, whatever. And then uh, we do see more of, uh, of Hordak's crew late, later, but, you know, that's a bit to keep up with now. Um, also, apparently Hordak has a, an arm that blasts. I, mm -hmm. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. That was happening. <laughs> I, 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 I like that, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking that he, I think he has, like, a personal statue maker, so he can just every after every meeting he just shoots it at the statue <laughs> and blows it up, and then the guy has to make another one and then put it back to where it's at to where it went. That is a you pretty know? good demand for a crazy despot. I think that's a pretty good thing. I mean, as, want. if you have a cannon for a hand, you have to use it a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, or or it's just just becomes you know not very useful. Yeah, that's a pretty dramatic, awesome thing to do if you rule a place i love his castle it looks like an hg geiger alien sort of thing. oh definitely it i mean does. it's it's much more involved than snake mountain and and is he is he like is it is it, is it like a factory is he building stuff there is it, and it goes back to your question about the horde maybe he's building more horsemen there his maybe robots? maybe yeah i'm not sure about that maybe we'll get maybe we'll get to see that uh, you know it it was worth mentioning hordak in a lot of ways is uh well, obviously more successful than Skeletor. I mean, Skeletor is trying to get power from Eternia, but Hordak, he is the ruler there. He he's he's he straight up is in charge of Etheria. He's he's doing he's doing fine. So he yeah, Hordak Hord is the law. He's got it together. Yeah. Yeah. Hordak's great. I didn't like I mean, if I were I I'd, I'd want to lose the kind of piggy voice. He's kind of got like a hog thing going on that I didn't expect. I guess I just want everybody to be like Skeletor if you've kind of got a scully head. I guess everybody can't be Skeletor's voice. 
Send Force Captain Adora to me at once. I have a plan which will bring this stranger into the open. And then we will teach him it's not nice to cause trouble for the evil horde. <laughs> like, Skeletor's already got a Skeletor thing going on. Yes, unfortunately. Um, and then also I think about the poor overtaxed voice actors, many of whom were probably voicing multiple characters, and they just had to go with as many different things as they could throw out. They were just like, I'm just gonna, just gonna go for it here, I don't know. Hornack wound up being poor sign. You know how tired they must have got to? Like, what I was like, I was like, okay, you can do Sorceress, okay, you can do Cat Lady, okay, can you do this thing that's got these two little antenna eyes and four <laughs> legs and bat ears and some of his body's clothing, some of his different colored skin? Yep, yep, I'll do that one. I, I don't know what, I don't know how they knew what that would sound like. Yeah, Mantena. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. They, 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 they took a normal voice and then put a reverb on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got maybe. Yeah, it looks like they cut some. They started using just uh, tech effects on these. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, after we're introduced to some of Hornack's crew, we go back to the Whispering Wood and we start to meet many, many, many more members of the Great Rebellion at a at a dizzying pace. <laughs> that was very confusing to me because there was a there was a creature. In, named Sprague, who was like a little Carol Kane, oh. like little just sort of green-blue turquoise lady. Lady? That was making me, that makes me like her more to say it's like a Carol Kane she, thing. She, she reminded me a little bit of Carol Kane. Because I was filled with the urge to kill when I <laughs> saw this She was thing. a lot, okay. Could um, not stand the twiggets. We're also introduced to uh, uh, someone named Madame Raz, and she has a sentient broom because she is a helpful witch, and she is helping the, the rebellion. So she's kind of like their Orko. She is definitely their Orko. Well, but their Orko is uh, uh, the cowl, right? The little stupid Oh, yeah, thing yeah, you're right. He, he floats above both You're right, yeah, the, 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 the rainbow ears. Yeah, Rainbow right. Rainbow and he was pretty cool. He's, he kind of got it together. He kind of had some sense. I like yeah, him. Yeah. I like Cowell. And, and Cowell was beautiful. And I have to tell you, though, as a, a girl remembering, thinking back to She-Ra... Uh, no memory of Cowl. So <laughs> the the rainbow did nothing. It wasn't like a Lisa Frank folder that you paid attention to. It just, he blended into the background. Funny. Couldn't tell you about Cowl. Don't remember. I knew this would happen. Who else? Uh, that was everybody for right then, but for a minute there, I was just like, there are so many people. And, oh, well, we're introduced to the current leader of the rebellion. Um... Oh, Lord. Glimmer. Glimmer. There we go. I was like, I knew it was a lady wrestler. Glimmer, who also looks like a gem of the hologram person. She's kind of got the aerobics outfit look going. She looked like, uh, uh, what was her name? Dance? What was it? She mm. had a really stupid name, and she was the one who choreographed their stuff. Well, let's not worry about it that yet. It must have been Dance if she choreographed it. <laughs> not important. Choreographed it in, uh, in gym. Gem of the holograms. In, in gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not super important, but she's the current leader of the rebellion and not doing an amazing job, I guess. She's just I mean, like, they're alive. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is they're good. not enslaved. Yeah, they're not slaved. Yeah, give us some credit, Rebecca. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Sorry, Glimmer. I, I really I was too quick to judge you. You you're doing a great so job. So when when they first introduce uh Prince Adam to Glimmer, she's like kinda gets like a hot flash. She's like, Oh my, oh my word. <laughs> like she thinks he's hunky and I was immediately because I had I mean hadn't seen this forever, I was panicked because I thought we were gonna see that Glimmer 
was um, She-Ra's um, alter ego. And I was very worried we were going to have like a, a Princess Leia, uh, Luke Skywalker thing where we learned later that they're related and she right. had the hots for him. Very relieved. I, I'm glad you were relieved. Like, I could tell just from, like, the law of, like, girl power, I could just tell that she was way too beta to be to be our chick. Like, I was just like, no, it's not. I don't know what's going on with Glimmer. Like, she's like a secondary doll. We may get her. No, I thought, I thought when she touched the sword, it was just like how Prince Adam oh, right. was a real beta. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. Prince Adam, yeah, that's true. He's not going to set the world on fire. I keep saying that. It's, it's the truth. So uh, I, I've made a note here, then we see what's happening with the Rebellion. Oh, and, and now I remember, word has gotten back to Hordak and his horde that three hordesmen were humiliated in a saloon by some sassy outlander, and they didn't use that term, but close enough. And so uh, Thamor, this village is in peril, and they just decided, well, let's enslave some villagers, right? Yeah, there are consequences in Etheria. Stuff gets real, real fast in Etheria. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it was funny when they're addressing this in the rebel camp, and they, and they say it, and then Bo's like, oops. <laughs> yeah, he did say oops. <laughs> he said oops, yeah. and you're just like, oops, I enslaved a whole village. I'm sorry. It happens. Happens in Hordak Town. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and then he also said, he wasn't he just like, well, you know, I'm going to go own up to it. You know, Prince Adam, you're cool. You don't have to do anything. Like, sorry, I'll just go, like, for both of us. And, you know, he was also okay with that, too, you know. Well, I liked how um, uh, uh, Prince Adam mentions offhand, he's like, I've got a friend that can probably help us. And I love imagining that everybody Prince Adam says this to just knows he's He-Man. And then <laughs> as soon as he leaves the room, Bo would go up to everybody and be like, okay, guys, it's cool. He's he's He-Man. Just, just, he don't know. Just we act know. surprised. It's, it's cool. He's totally He-Man. It's and fine. And then at some point, ask if Prince Adam is safe, just so he doesn't know that <laughs> right. we know. Oh, is Prince Adam okay? Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Thanks, He-Man. I was so worried. That's good. Your haircuts are different and everything. We had no idea. We appreciate it. I feel like He-Man uses, like, barrettes or something. There's something holding his hair back. It's not important. It's part of the magic. Like, I don't know, uh, his face looks the same, right? His face doesn't <laughs> yeah. change. Like, it's, it's his face. Like, yeah. It's his face. He doesn't even have Clark Kent <laughs> glasses. No, nothing, nothing. Just, 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 just him. It's just he just took his shirt off. Yeah. Put his hair back and took his shirt off. Oh, who are you? <laughs> Prince Adam getting out of the shower. Somebody be like, He-Man's here. He-Man's here. Yeah, Prince true. Adam goes swimming. He-Man, He-Man's swimming. Yeah, he's, wear, he's, wear, yeah well, he's wearing like a shower cap. Is that what you're saying? He's, <laughs> yeah. He would probably have to take all kinds of precautions so his fake tan doesn't wash off. Anyway, that's another episode, I'm sure. So the Great Rebellion has to go back to Thaymore to stop the Horde from rounding up all the villagers. And um, the Horde has a very convenient machine for rounding up the, the villagers. It's like a pneumatic tube of some sort. Oh, yeah, that was I, some I, cold I was just stuff. Saying, I, that's amazing. I love that like artwork and stuff. I, 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 it's, it's good. It's good stuff. It's, yeah. just, it's just like we're talking about like the Horde's, uh, the castle and all that stuff. It, it's H.R. Geiger-ish almost. Yeah, they've got more of a tech thing going on. Even like the theme song is more like a... You can feel it's more of like a space. They lean more into the sci-fi than the sword and sorcery for She-Ra, I felt like. I felt like we were a little more on the space side. Yes, and so uh, we, we uh, now return to Hordak in, in the Horde. 
And uh, we meet a few more members of the crew, including um, Adora, who, with her outfit and her beautiful blonde hair and her being mentioned by the other characters as not fitting in as a, you know, a high-ranking member of, of Hordak's crew, um, something's off about her. Whatever could it be? And so you've really got to think and wonder here when you're in this crew that has... Um, you know, Scorpia and Catra, you know, you, you got ladies like that. And then you're like, my name is Adora and I don't have green eyeshadow and I have beautiful blonde hair and beautiful like platform boots. Is there something different about me? There just might be. And she's, she's Hordak's favorite. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because remember I was still thinking it was Glimmer that was going to be in charge. <laughs> so when you just had you had all your hopes. So I was just like a kid because they were like that Force Captain is not she's not cool. And then uh, Shira as Adora shows up, and I'm like, oh, I was not prepared. For that. I was totally shocked, just like just like the kids. Mm -hmm. I was totally surprised. Well, which, you know, again, I don't know why any of them, it's the same kind of nonsense that, you know, everyone in, um, you know, Eternia has to go through with uh, Prince Adam and He-Man. Like, they have to pretend like, what? You're, where's <laughs> Prince Adam? I feel like we're going to have something really similar here with Adora, because how could we not, you know? Like, um, you know, we talked about people with a smoker's voice. We said that, you know, like in the last episode that Evil Inn had a smoker's voice probably because of all of, like, the... Um, the, the sulfur the, the fumes. smoke and the, the fumes <laughs> from uh, the pits of, of, of Eternia and the mud pits um, you know the volcanic action down there I suppose but I mean you know Scorpia she's got that ridiculous deep smoker's voice also and pinchers for hands for goodness sake and Adora is just like, like blonde haired and, and lovely of course they don't like her of course they don't. Wait, it's so unfair. And speaking of that, of that, uh, that thing where uh, they have to pretend they don't know it's He-Man, they brings it up again. Like uh, they were like, uh, "So, uh, Prince Adam, uh, your buddy, he should be getting here anytime, right?" And you're like, "He'll be ready." And then uh, <laughs> I love to think like Bo turns around and was like, "It's cool, guys. It's him. It's totally him." Let's go have change. Yeah, uh, he's totally dumb. So make him think we don't know. He's <laughs> totally dumb. It's it's totally He-Man. It's fine. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> He's totally dumb. What about that friend of yours, Adam? Oh, uh, he'll be ready when the time comes. But we get, but you're right, we get to uh, feature more of the um, Horde villains. Mantena does, he's got that weird sort of uh, echoey thing going on him too. And, and he's like, I'll get him. With his, yeah, with yeah. His stun beams. Yeah, 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 I love him. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm, we should destroy the village. At least then we'd have some fun. So pretty much they get right into fighting, right? Like the 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 rebels shoot like an arrow with some fireworks or yeah, some yeah. stuff and over the ground. Yeah, and the horde the horde it's like, what what was that? And they're like, it's fourth of July, what are you talking about? Like, you know. Yeah. And just, just one arrow has a whole has a whole fireworks show. It was just a it. it was just to get the fighting going. There was yeah, no yeah. sneak attack. They're like, just announce it. We're just gonna go in there and start fighting. <laughs> That's for Could Couldn't be like, you know, it was just a signal for them to start. So it couldn't just be like a little flare or something. It was just the whole thing, you know. Well, are we missing anything? They start fighting and then, then He-Man finally shows up. He just, he just 
he just appears once they start fighting. That did that did happen. I want somebody to help me out here because I have in my notes that at some point, um, you know, Scorpio, who I'm, I'm really into Scorpio. I'm also a Scorpio, so I mean, I just feel like uh -huh. we, we have a connection here. You but, also have uh, pincers for hands. I also have pincers for hands. You know, like as one does. It's a. It's a it's, it's it, a feature. It's a feature. It's a feature. <laughs> exactly. It's really handy for the oven and driving. Right. And no oven. Cutting meat. Yeah, cutting meat. <laughs> cutting flowers. Yeah, Beautiful. there you go. <laughs> um, someone, I have in quotes here, someone tells Scorpia, that's not very ladylike. Yeah, He-Man said that. He-Man said that. Okay. Jerk. I'll stop you, muscle man. That's not very ladylike. Of course, you're not much of a lady anyway. He-Man is kind of a jerk. Well, he's what we're talking about. It's just the old uh, animators. It's just the old oh, animators yeah. saying what oh. they would say to her. That's not very ladylike, Scorpio. <laughs> he's like, you're not a lady anyways. Poor Scorpio. Whatever. We don't need to be so, you know, harshly confined to our gendered expectations. That's just terrible. In Etheria, of all places. Come on. Yeah, I think I think that was a that was a case of the uh, old He-Man creators uh, seeping through quite a bit there. That was that definitely stood out as totally weird. Okay, so Mantena, let's talk about him a second yeah. again. His powers were sh uh, were rays of different kinds. Like, like is he shooting radio beams out of out of his I, I, mantenas? I, Mantene, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's got to be some sort of like I, I thought it was some more of like sound, like some sort of like sonic disturbance. Cause it has something to do with like antennae and disorientation of some kind. That's that's gonna be my thing. Yeah, he, may, he makes he man weak in the knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hot. Um, what's with the multiple legs? How does that help his power or hinder it or does not or just uh, there? make him run faster? You think? Or no, is slower. It, is it slower? just? Does, a... does, does he only? Only, <laughs> only two of them have boots on him. So, so, are, <laughs> so, so are the, like the other two just there, and he's just he's walking on two of them, and the other two are just kind of just there. They must like have a he, cart for him or something. Like, like that, that's, so, that, that, that's what gives him his power, his extra legs. With the legs, it's a feature. That's all. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I love that they just dedicated uh, themselves to, like, this guy is just going to be as weird as we can get him. I, just, I love him. He should not exist. He is, <laughs> he is just fantastic. Um, he, I, is de he is defeated by a, a, a pepper... A pepper arrow. Yeah, he though. sneezed because yeah. um, one of those stupid twiggets shot a pepper <laughs> at his nose. <clears throat> I do now. I will here. Okay, here's here's me trying to justify Mantena's extra legs. This whole thing is like disorientation and stuff. I'm saying the extra legs are for stability because he's all he's around all his weird distortions and stuff. Well, it may, it may maybe needs it for balance when yeah. when he's using his rays. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like he like stances mm -hmm. himself. We just defend. Yeah, we got. Mm -hmm. Man, that's why Mantena has his extra legs. Rebecca. That sounds plausible. Thank you. I feel very learned now. Okay. And I also feel like uh, He-Man throwing his sword and then uh, Battle Cat catching it in his mouth was awesome. Yeah, I like that. That was, <laughs> cool. you're just that was like, fun. Does he do that often? Like, did they train for this? Or is it just like one of the things that they have done always? That was cool. Yeah. So this got into, that. that is close to something that was confusing me um, I got confused of whether that was his sword or She-Ra's sword that was on his back when he was fighting. Was he fighting with She-Ra's sword? He only had no, no, one he sword can't, at we one can't, time. He can't use She-Ra's sword. He can't because, use well, it at all? Well, it won't turn him into He-Man. 
Because if he tries to use it, it won't turn him into He-Man. So, as, as, as soon as they got done fighting, he started chasing Andorra back into that tent. And when they get there, the sword he threw is stuck in the wall. And no, no, no. Like Battle Cat has his sword. There was a sword stuck in the wall. No, no. That was just... She just ran into a, a place with, with weapons. With weapons, yeah. And oh. she's like, I got a sword now. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's just like if you walked into someone's home and they had a samurai sword okay. on the wall. Okay. So when it's he... just that happens to me <laughs> once a week at least. You know. And you're like, I'm gonna pick this up and defend myself. <laughs> we know about how you swing swords in the backyard. It crumbles in your hands and it's just like, oh, foiled. I know this is not super important, but when he manages, when he falls down and and Dora picks up the sword, does she pick up? What's Sorry, her name? Adora. When Adora picks up the sword, is she picking up He-Man's sword or the She-Ra sword? She-Ra. Okay. Okay. Where? How did we go from He-Man's sword to She-Ra sword? He-Man threw his sword. Yeah, got Battle that. Cat caught it. Got that. He he runs in there. He he needs his sword. <laughs> yeah. He had She-Ra's sword in his scabbard. scabbard. Okay. Scabbard. Yeah. So so he pulls that out. Okay. And then he points at her, and it turns it's pink glowing stuff, and it has her face in the, in the oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. So he That's just good. had an extra sword. But I will say, he I never a... saw two swords on his back. No, That's... we'll okay. just say he had it in his inventory. All right. Okay? All it right. Was, it was there. That's fine. It was somewhere in his loincloth. Don't Got worry it. about it. Got is the it. answer. All right. Shut up and don't ask questions, kid. Just buy the toys. I'm drawing one sword. <laughs> two right. swords would get me here at 5.01. I'm going home at 5. Right. One so, sword. One sword. <laughs> Four legs on Mantena was asking a lot. One sword on He-Man, okay? Exactly. <laughs> yes, and so that does bring us to this exciting cliffhanger ending where the sword is glowing and mm -hmm. reflecting a face that looks an awful like Adora, this captain of Hordex guard. Yeah, so we see this is going to be uh, like a con continuing episode, which is pretty cool. I mean, this the story was great. I was I was pretty happy with it. You know, we usually end the um, He-Man ep episodes with the with the moral. We don't get that with this one. True. At least so we see some more. Is there an implied moral that we can discuss? I'm going to offer one while you try to think. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you've got one ready okay. to go. I, I'm going to say, um, thinking about Prince Prince Adam enjoying being in She-Ra's world more, I'm going to say uh, the grass is always greener. That, that's, that's <laughs> I feel that's what Prince true. Adam's telling us. Um I would feel that way about this world. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> it's, I would be, say that's be, true. Better bad guys, better, you know. I think his hunch is around. correct. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think his hunch is correct. I think that makes sense to me. He's like, these bad guys aren't just beast man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor beast man. Yeah. Um, he, he gets no love. It's just it's just not fair. Well, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it was a cliffhanger. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see what happens next. Although I have to say that I am terrified they're going to give me 10 new characters that I'll have to <laughs> vaguely remember who they are or just look at them again. And um, You gotta buy them toys. They'll have very shrill voices and then, you know, it'll be all the good guys too. They're the worst. Did we see any um, vehicle toys for uh, She-Ra's World? I think we saw a little horse that Bo was on. I think you can get the horse. I, I know She-Ra had a horse because yeah. my friend Shauna had it. Okay. But that's not, that's coming up later. Okay, we hadn't seen any uh, vehicles yet. Okay. They just yeah. go on foot. Like, they travel either via conveyor belt slash pneumatic tube as a slave or by foot. That's all they got. Let's just say, I, I, I want that slave ship. That, or that slave slave boat, whatever you want to call it. That, <laughs> that they, sucks people up. They had some. <laughs> I could suck up my friend's action figures and make them my slave. They had some, dis, dis, some 
disturbing real stuff in, in Etheria. Um, do, should we rate this episode? Sure. Okay, especially compared to He-Man's first episode. This is pretty good. I'm going to go four. Wait, hang on. What, what's our currency oh, in uh, Etheria? Uh, oh, I got one. Um, Mantenna legs. Four <laughs> Mantenna legs out of five. You know what? I'll agree with that. Okay. I'll agree with that. And the only reason it lost one Mantenna leg is because there were just too many people, and I just didn't want to keep up with them. That's okay. all. All right. What do you think, Scott? I, I would also go. I go four, four, four point five. Okay. Because I, I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy the episode, and it was a good, good intro to the Shira. Okay. They they satisfactorily explained why we're there and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, gave, it gave a nice it gave him it gave me familiarity with He Man, and bringing it into the Shira world. Okay, it was a soft transfer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, and it was uh, it, a good time was had by all, and I can't wait to see where we go next in into Etheria. And now a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And of course, you can download the show on iTunes. Please be sure to leave us a review. It helps people find the podcast so it can grow. If you haven't already, please tell your friends about us and sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or our website. We'll let you know when new episodes are out, and we'll keep you updated on how things are going. Finally... If you have a question or a comment you'd like to have discussed on the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the grass is always greener in Etheria. <laughs>